0: This is the MLW Radio Network.
1: Welcome! Thank you so much for tuning in. I didn't hit the live button. Wow, Rit, how you doing, buddy?
2: Wow! Yeah, I know. We've done this how many
1: times? You mean the show or the fact that one of us hasn't hit the live button?
2: No, no. One hasn't hit the live button only one other time. Right. And I wasn't part of that.
1: Okay. Well, let's get to the real reason everyone's here. Because I'm okay. You're relatively okay, right? We're both okay? I'm fine. F-I-N-E. Perfect. I would spell that, but I'm a science teacher. Let's move on here. Uh... Shaz McKenzie is an international wrestling star. She is in Australia. And I will not try to make any shrimp on the Barbie jokes or uh, make any Crocodile Dundee references or anything like that. uh, Because you know what? That's typical America for you, right? That's that's what a schmo would do. And we're (laughs) we're not schmoes. We're just not prepared to hit the live button. So let's bring-
2: Uh, Everybody makes mistakes. She's going to find out her biggest mistake is saying, yes, I will do the show. Isn't
1: that the truth? Talk about regrets. But guess what? She's already booked, so she's here with us now. Let's bring her in. Shays McKenzie, welcome to the show. How are you?
0: Hello, I'm good. How are you? We...
2: Heck, you've already seen the (laughs) intro. It's
0: it's been an adventure. Oh my goodness. sitting in backstage watching that all happen was quite quite the adventure. You
2: should have seen... This is the first time I've actually realized, while we were getting ready, that the backstage person can see us also backstage. We didn't realize that. Never knew that. Uh, but
0: until, we, right till until right now? Until right now. When I was doing this, yes. I was being I was, I was you guys. You were both doing this. Oh like, my gosh. Gonna, i got to get my beard ready, too.
1: Oh my... Rit? We... We have some things to talk about afterwards, my friend. I can
0: I can hear and see everything while I was backstage. Oh, all wow. your talk about money, about uh, freaking action figures, I, all of it. Heard all of it.
1: Well, I tell you what. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we're, no,
1: we're no Alicia Atout. I'll tell you that much right now. <laughs> She's a professional. We are the antithesis of professional, but anyway. It's good to see you. How you been?
0: I'm good, you know? Like living my best life that I can. I mean, well, it's it's an okay life at the moment I'm in the lockdown, so uh, oh, no. but it's okay cuz the the sun's out. Look, it's so nice behind me, so It is
1: it's beautiful. Okay. <laughs> and you are it could are, be worse. And you are currently in Australia, correct?
0: Yes, I'm currently in Australia. Wow. Been locked here for very long time right now. <laughs>
1: wow. So what time is it right there in Australia right now?
0: Uh like 10am.
1: Ten AM. Ten AM. Tomorrow, summertime. right?
0: Tomorrow, yeah, it's Friday.
2: She's already in tomorrow.
0: Oh. Yeah, can, can I already I? lived Thursday. Thursday was average. Friday. Can day. I sit
2: there and have uh Thursday's winning lottery numbers?
0: Um, definitely. Yes. We'll um I will Google that up at some point.
2: Okay, thank you. <laughs> that is tremendous. freeland you're, yes. you're you're out Uh as soon as she gives me those, I'm winning and
1: you're I'm retiring. retiring. I'm retiring. Just, yeah. From all that money that we make doing this, so. Yeah. Um, so, man, outside of being in lockdown right now, um, how much are you Jones in right now to get back in, into doing wrestling stuff? Because I, I know when I was doing some research, you definitely have been waiting for forever to get to this <laughs> point. And now, do you feel like the situation is starting to loosen up a little bit?
0: Uh, absolutely not. Oh, <laughs> like, man. I, I wish – um, it's. Yeah, I feel like we're going backwards here, uh, but that's okay. I you just. I've got to you know roll with the punches and roll with the card I'm dealt. I can't help that I'm Australian and that I was born in Australia and therefore I'm locked in Australia forever. Um, it seems, but like it's still like I've had this time to really like figure out what I want to do and what I want to present and what I like when the world does open. Like when. I am finally allowed to leave my country, like I had a lot of time to prepare mentally and physically for what it is that I want to, you know, show the world um, at the end of all this, whenever that might be. So that's kind of like it's it's also been very nice to have that time to like take a step back and think about what it is that I want to, you know, pre- present myself as because, you know, for like, 14 years, I just didn't stop. Like, I was just go, 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 like, what you, which is what wrestling is. You're just constantly chasing the next thing, the next thing, the next thing, the next thing, what's going to get you where you got to go. And so being, like, literally forced to stop and be like, okay, one, what else do you like outside of wrestling? Because right now that's not happening. And two, like, what do you want to present when wrestling is back and when that is an option for you? Um, so it's, yeah, it's like catch 22 or I don't know, double-ended sword or some some analogy. There's some sort of like thing there. I don't know what it is. Six
1: (laughs) in one hand, half a dozen in the other, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yep. So, I mean, your wrestling career has, has been, uh, over a really long period of time so far, and you've talked about that. What I thought was interesting is you were talking about some people that inspired you to get into wrestling, and you are a big advocate of Tristratus.
0: Absolutely, like um, I had no interest in professional wrestling as a like. I don't know, everyone's always like, "Oh, I grew up and you know watched it with my dad, and like it was this big family thing every morning." Like, no, absolutely not. Had no interest in it as a child. As a child, I was very like. I don't know, I wanted to sing, I wanted to dance, I was a girl, I wanted to be a princess, I wanted to be, like, and men. The wrestling was, like, sweaty men in underwear and I had no interest in that, like, gross. Um, And so I didn't, I first saw it when I was, I think, I I would have been, like, 15, nearly 16. So I was, like, pretty old to get into wrestling. Um, But then when I saw Tristratus, like, it was over. Like, I was like, oh, this is look at her. She's a freaking the most gorgeous person in the world. And she's just kicking ass. And I was like, this what? And then I was just hooked and, just, <laughs> and now I'm like nearly 33 and it's just all I've liked for the next, the last, like what, 18 years. <laughs> wow. What,
1: what was your parents thoughts when you were telling them, you know, did you had to ease them into the concept of, Hey, this is something I really want to do. Or are they just the type of parents that are like, Hey, if this is what you want, go for it. Or was there some hesitation?
0: Oh no, they did not want me to be a wrestler. Like uh, they, I think they thought it. Everyone thought it was a phase, like uh, because you know, like I was a teenager, so you go through phases. Like you, I, one minute I wanted to be Avril Lavigne, and then the next minute I was, I wanted to be a wrestler. So they were like, "This isn't gonna last forever." Um, and then it just did. <laughs> and like, so they're like, "Oh wow!" Um, but like my parents, like they didn't. Like it's not that they didn't support, they support, they they, they come watch me wrestle uh, when they can or whatever. Uh, but like they, because I was 16 when I decided I wanted to be a wrestler, they they weren't, to train to be a wrestler, you have to be 18 in, in Australia or get parental consent and they weren't going to give me parental consent um, until I was, uh, so I had to wait until I was an adult, until I had my own money, until like things like that. But it wasn't that they weren't supportive, They would, it was just that, you know, they would rather I, I don't know, go learn to be a doctor or something like but <laughs> rather I choose something, you know, more beneficial to like my life and having a stable life going forward. That was all.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's, it's interesting because, you know, you talked. we talked to so many wrestlers and it's one of those deals where you find out people in life who are super driven. They know what they want. There is no plan B because plan A is going to work come hell or high water. And I feel like that is a consistent thread that we see amongst everybody. And 18 years later, you're kicking ass and you're doing everything that you wanted to do. And it's got to feel very rewarding to say at, you know, at a teenage level, this is what I want. 18 years later, man, I made it happen.
0: It's yeah, it's pretty insane. It's I love having like, um, well I mean I don't love having people from high school on my Facebook but I have people from high school on my Facebook and like every now and then like they'll be like wait like you really just like you went and did it like and I was like yeah of course I did like I wasn't lying I wasn't joking when I said I'm gonna be a fucking professional wrestler like of course yes I went and I went and did it like of course and it was just like yeah I, and I love that like people because you know they they didn't go and do what they said they were going to do when they were 15 when they said they were 15 they were going to go be i don't know freaking fashion designers or something and and guess what they're uh, they're not they're a bunch of
1: losers (laughs) because they didn't do it so they can have their fun on facebook but guess Mm -hmm. what you went ahead and did it exactly um it's so interesting because you know, when your parents were kind of hesitant about you going into pro wrestling, let's fast forward now, 18 years later, obviously they're incredibly proud of you for making this dream come true, which I think no matter what it is, if someone has a dream and they fulfill it and they went after it, it doesn't matter what the topic is. I think there's a mutual admiration for people who do that because they said they were going to do it. And by God, they ended up doing it. So What's mom and dad, uh, like now? I mean, when wrestling is going on, do they come to the shows? Do they like to, to do all that kind of stuff?
0: Um, so they, they'll come, they'll come to shows if they're like local and like not over 18. My parents are, you know, like in their seventies now. Um, so they don't really like the, (laughs) the over 18, like swearing and smashing things and all that sort of stuff. But they've they've come and watched me wrestle plenty of times. Um, I think my dad enjoys it. Like, my dad has, like, enjoys wrestling and would watched it with me when I, like, decided I liked it. My mum's a bit more, like, good for you, but I don't really, (laughs) like... Like, I'm proud of you, but I don't really want to see you get hit in the face, so it's not very enjoyable, but I'll come and support you because I'm your mother. Um, So it's... But, like, like, (laughs) the proudest thing my mum... The only time my mom's ever been impressed by anything I ever did was when I was on um, Chris Jericho's podcast. That was like, like, because it was the only thing that she like understood from like me as a teen, like making her go to like wrestling shows. She was like, oh, Jericho. Yes, I know that name. So this is impressive. Everything else, she didn't care. But she was like, oh, wow, you talked to Chris Jericho. I was like, yes, I did. That's just it, and that was it.
1: <laughs> that's
2: it right there. It's a done deal. She's she's very proud right now.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and,
2: and and now you can go and tell your mom. You talk to us also. Yeah,
1: hey, Exactly.
0: tell her uh, we talked to a balding
1: be- man and a bald man and who has a beard and and it was just like Jericho, mom.
0: She's gonna be over the moon. Ugh.
1: So you know you've probably retold the story numerous times. So you're 18 years old. You decide you know I'm an adult. I can go ahead and and pursue this. How does one even begin to determine where do I look? Who do I call? I mean, do I look in the phone book? Do I Google it? Or or you almost feel like you need to know somebody. There needs to be an in somewhere so you can start to get in. So what was that process for you?
0: Um, I Googled it. So um, I started, once I started liking professional wrestling, I started going to like local shows in Australia um, that, it was very sporadic. It's not like it is now where there's, like, well, when wrestling is happening, there's quite a few shows happening. But, like, um, like I'd have to travel, like, two hours to go to, go see a show. But I, I'd be like, oh, my God, I found a poster for this show. Or I, I don't even know how I found them because, oh, I must have been on forums. Yes, I was definitely on forums. I was very big on the internet uh, <laughs> forums back then. Uh, <laughs> I was big on that. Um, So that's how I probably found them. Um, And then so, like, I knew of Australian wrestling and I'd been to Australian wrestling shows and so through that I'd kind of Googled and, like, found schools um, and I actually have, like, in my emails, like, I can go back and I can find all these, like, emails that I'd sent to these random schools that, like, either didn't reply to me or, like, replied and tried to charge well or they were like too far away or they tried to charge me like ten thousand dollars or something stupid um eventually I decided on this one school because I don't even know why I decided on it um but you know it was fine I started training at um AWF uh in Mm -hmm. it was the first of September 2007 um that I started training um and then I had my first match in like August 2008 so it was like a year of training Um, and it was it was Like all wrestling schools for me where I live are at least an hour, an hour and a half away from me. So um, I had to, I had to, I didn't have my license because I'm also just lazy and didn't get my license. So I had to get my license and buy a car so that I could go to wrestling training and I got my license like a week before the course started. Um, wow. otherwise because my parents were like we're not driving you an hour and a half each week so you can learn to wrestle like we, we don't want like we don't ideally want you to wrestle um and I was like fine okay I'll get my license so I did that um which was very useful because then I just I now I just dri- drive constantly so it was like my car's banged to shit but like it was, I very much needed a license to be able to be I mean I could have made it work but it was much easier with a license than a car. But, yeah, um, and then, like, I just Googled and found a school and went with it. And then once I, like, started wrestling, so, I, like, we did, like, a where I trained, we, it was, like, a three-month beginner's course, then, like, a three-month intermediate course and then, like, a three-month advanced course. Uh, but then there was like a three month gap over Christmas because uh, the world ended, I don't know. Um, so it took a year for like, so it was like 12 months overall because it was like a three month gap. Um, and so I had to like pass all these courses and then I was, a I I got, I got a certificate. I have a certificate that says wow. that I passed the courses, um, I put it uh, on the wall underneath my husband's uh, university degree. Um, Nice. Same level, same level of impressiveness. I think my, my uh, three stages of wrestling training and his like four years of university, but you know, (laughs) it it, it is. Um, So it's, yeah, like, and then I got to be a wrestler and then I just went and I was like, I'm going to be a wrestler. And I just tried to travel as much as I could and was everywhere as much as I could and learn as much as I could and train as much as I could and never stopped until the world ended.
2: (laughs) So you, you got your, your degree there. How, how hard was it where, you know, to go out and find shows now, find companies to book you?
0: Um, like it was, it was, a, it was a different – like, I when I started wrestling, I have a Shazza McKenzie MySpace. Like, that's how, like, Facebook wow. Like, it was MySpace days. Um, you know, like, it was a different time. I don't even – I guess I just sent out emails or, like, it just got around – like, there wasn't – this is 2007, 2008. Like, there wasn't a lot of girls, like – especially in Australia. I think maybe in the entire country there was maybe 10 girls. Um, so when there was a new girl, it was like, oh, crap, like new female, like must book her. But like also we can only have our one woman's match a show and it's going to go for five minutes. So have fun with that. Um, <laughs> it, so it was a very different time. And it, like, but I think it gave me an advantage to get out and meet more people that I was a fe- female. Uh, and that they needed females because it just wasn't popular women's wrestling at the time. But then it also, like, was a shitty time to be a women's wrestler. <laughs> so, eh.
1: Well, I mean, it's also something that makes you stand out, too. When there's not a large pool of people, you if you do something that makes yourself stand out, then you are going to get to the head of the pack with that. Um, I've talked to a lot of people, and I want to get your take on this. You know, you talked about... Women's wrestling, as it was two thousand seven, two thousand eight, uh, in here in North America, a lot of it was very sexualized, uh, bra and panties matches, is what the WWE would do. It was it was not always respected. I think Trish and Lita really did some great stuff. The women in Impact Wrestling did some great stuff. Um, the May Young Classic, I thought, was really really interesting. When did you feel like that tide finally started turning? Where? At least in your opinion, where women started to be getting the notoriety and the respect that they deserved,
0: I think it's it happened very gradual over time. I think that the what helped was that more women got into wrestling, like more women were became interested in wrestling. Uh, so it wasn't just that there was a small, small group of us because the small group of us that were there, we all like. The When there was 10 girls in Australia, whenever we did get to wrestle, we wanted to freaking wrestle. Like, we, you know, we did the same training as the guys. We want to be able to show what we could do. And, like, I, w- I wasn't in there with – like, I was in there with Madison Eagles, with Jessie McKay, with uh, – well, Ka- what's her name now? Cassie Lee slash Peyton Royce. Like, these these yep. were all women that wanted to be – like, kneel. Like, we all wanted to be wrestlers. So, like – we like we always put our like like put effort in when we were doing any matches that we had so we always felt like we were working really hard but women's wrestling i don't think really got the respect or the eyes or the like attention until there was more women interested in it and like what brought more women into wrestling uh, in my opinion is total divas and like I, there, there's a, a clear, like, you can see what happened when Total Divas started airing. Like, suddenly all these women who had never thought of being wrestlers before saw this and got into wrestling. Like, whether it is that, like, a lot of them got into it for the wrong reason, yeah, but they didn't last. They effed off. But a lot of people saw Total Divas and thought, wow, what are these girls doing? And then started watching the, the actual product and then thought, oh, I want to be a wrestler. Like, there's such a direct correlation in that. I think, and that's why now we have so many women because Total Divas opened up the idea of being a female professional wrestler to this whole brand new like marketplace of people and of women. Um, and I think, so I'm forever thankful for Total Divas. It's also a great show. I love it. Um, but it's just like, but it did, it opened up all these people. And now we have so many women that want to be professional wrestlers and like they got through that and then they saw, like, NXT and then they saw what the girls were doing in NXT and then those girls got brought up to the main roster and now it's all kind of, like, everyone is into wrestling and, like, I think that that is, like, something that really helped women's wrestling take off. Um, and then, like, because I think the women in, in wrestling have always had the work ethic and always wanted to be taken seriously. It was just proving that we were worth the money and that we could draw money. And I think people can now see that through that whole process that we can. So now we're getting the opportunity to do that.
1: You had mentioned before um, Peyton Royce and Billy Kay were, you know, obviously well known uh, for their time in WWE as well. And they are also from Australia as well. How great is that to see someone Um, from your home country succeed and do so very well? And obviously be able to share a ring with them, especially when everybody's kind of coming up together at the same time.
0: Yeah. So there was like a very specific period of time where like me and Jess and Cass, and like, we all kind of started within like a year of each other. Um, So we were all kind of, everyone was kind of coming up together. And, but those two girls particularly, like, Their story, like they said they were gonna get signed. They said they were gonna get signed together. They, like, no one believed them. Like, I, like, I can tell you, we all were like, these girls are fucking crazy. Like, (laughs) there's no way, there's no way they're taking both of them. Like, when they had that tryout, we're like, they'll take one of them. They look too similar. They're too similar. They're too, like, there's no way WWE is gonna sign both of them. And they signed both of them. Like, everything that they said they were gonna do, they did. And, like, I can assure you, people were like, "These girls are fucking, they're insane." Like, there's no way this is going to happen. But they just kept working and they kept doing it. And like, oh, I was there. Like, I'm so glad I was at WrestleMania. What was it, 35? The one where they won the tag titles. I was like in the crowd there, and like. what, like, six years before that, I was in the crowd with Jess. Like, we were at WrestleMania as fans together. Wow. Like, yeah, in that same building and then getting to be in that building and watch her win uh, the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship. Like, I I was with my husband and I like cried, and he was like, "Please stop! You're embarrassing me." I was like, "But they did it!" And he's like, "I know it's very exciting. I'm very happy for them too, but you're embarrassing me. Please calm down." And like no one else is as excited as you. And I was like, "No, but this is it. This is so exciting!" But 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 it's amazing.
1: But it's so surreal though for you because once again, it's like whatever profession he is in, let's say he's a doctor and then all of a sudden, you know, he gets picked to be on the Harvard medical board or whoever. I mean, that's, it's, it's very relatable. You were in the trenches with somebody, you worked with somebody to see them succeed and to know just a few years prior to that, we were both sharing popcorn and a soft drink, trying to split (laughs) cab fare to get to the show. And now they're at the dance and that had to make you feel incredibly motivated as well
0: oh 100 percent. like their success is what motivated me to like i i didn't really ever like i never was like trying to get signed or anything like the first few years of wrestling like especially like as an independent professional wrestler like they weren't hiring independent women so i it just wasn't even a like thought of mine because they didn't really start doing that much until like 2015, 2016. Um, And then once I, like, once they had their success, I was like, maybe I should, like, (laughs) maybe I could do this. Like, I don't know, like, maybe I should really try. And then I really tried and then it drove me insane and like, but that's okay. Like, because tunnel vision is, is very, it's very overwhelming. But like, I'm very, I was very, like, once I decided I made a goal, I was like, this is it, this is the goal, like, let's go, like, don't take no for an answer. We're just, we're hustling until, until it blows up in our face, essentially.
1: (laughs) Kind of going back and forth here. um, You know, when you started out and you started working in Australia, after you uh, finished your training program, you work for several promotions. How would you say women's wrestling is perceived in Australia as it is in the United States? Is it different or is it very, very similar?
0: Um, I think it's very similar. Like, it's been a very similar uh, path. I think I'm very lucky. Um, the school I... I So, I after I started wrestling for about six months, then I moved to schools and I moved to PWA, which I've been with since since 2009. Um, and PWA is owned and um, run by uh, Madison Eagles, who's the former PWI number one um, professional... Uh, female professional wrestler. So... She has always pushed the women and has always fought for the women in Australia, and I've been very lucky to be under her guidance throughout all of this. Um, There's definitely still places in Australia that don't, you know, see women's wrestling as a draw or treat it um, important, but I think having someone as strong as Madison sort of driving, the like being a driving force back here has really helped Um, women's wrestling here take off and like historically speaking the women of Australian professional wrestling are uh, so much better more successful than the men so the men can go suck it (laughs) (laughs) like we just are I'm sorry but like you know like half of us got signed to WWE like we've all like internationally well known like you just like we're so much better than the guys so F them.
1: Hey, at the end of the day, if it's fact, it's fact. That's just the way it is. Exactly. Um, like I said, traveling uh, in, within Australia and in working for different promotions, and then obviously coming over to North America. Um, what is that like m- traveling from Australia to North America? I mean. The Young Bucks, we know that they've done a lot of stuff with New Japan and then obviously Ring of Honor and now AEW, and it's grueling with the travel. Um, how does that work on a personal level, on your personal life, when you're a professional wrestler and you know at some point in time that phone call is going to come and you know, you're know you going to have to go somewhere internationally? How does that work out? Is that a difficult thing?
0: Uh, so... When I first started going over to America, so I started going in 2012, um, so many, many moons ago now. Um, The first time I went, I literally had like um, what I call like a quarter life crisis. I was like 23, so it wasn't really a quarter life crisis, but we'll go with that. (laughs) Um, And I like, I quit, quit my job, I took all my money and I flew to America and rented an apartment for two months so that I could train and, like, learn. And, like, so I trained at Shakara. I trained at the Ring of Honor Dojo at the time. And I, like, got in as many cars as I could and met as many people as I could. At, like, because I was no one. Like, no one, random person. I would go to shows and people would be like, wait, there's wrestling in Australia? I'd be like, yes, there's fucking wrestling in Australia. <laughs> like, but, like, it was but it, it was a very different time, like, 2012. Right. Like, people genuinely didn't know that there was wrestling in Australia. Like, the internet didn't, like, the internet existed, obviously, but, like, it wasn't, like, people didn't know. Um, so I really had to fucking hustle. Like, And I, like, it wrestling has always been the priority. So any of my friends, my family, my work, every, like, I was always very honest, like, every job I got, yeah, but I'm going to go overseas, like, at least twice a year for a couple of weeks, because I need to wrestle and get my name out there, and I've, like, (laughs) I've wasted so much of my money and so much of my life, not wasted, it's all been very worth it in the end, but, like, to be able to build, to build a brand on, in another country, yes, when you're currently living in an isolated island on the other side of the world is so, so difficult, and I, like, I had to sacrifice a lot to do that and um, I don't regret it one bit because that if I hadn't done that and hadn't sacrificed you know jobs and relationships and money and everything to do this then I wouldn't have been able to get the opportunities that I've gotten and like it's it's all part of the journey it's all part like it's it's a crazy story and it's a crazy life and like yeah, it's shit and tough sometimes. And sometimes I'm like, crap, I have no money and I have no life, but like, it's okay. Like it's all part of the, the whole journey. So, um, it's yeah, like you have, you just have to do it. It's wrestling. Like I, like my work knows, well, I have no job at the moment because I'm locked out. but when I have a job, they know like if I get the call, I've got to go and they're, and I'm very, they're very supportive of that. Like they understand. I've always been very, very open with every job I've ever had. Like wrestling comes first. I'm sorry if that is interrupting your life, but if I get the call, I have to go. And I, But I also, that's, you also have to be like smart about it. Like I don't take off work. Like I, I don't have, like, I don't take off leave for holidays. Like I'm, I'm, the only holiday I've had in the past 15 years was when my husband booked a holiday for me and contacted my work and got the time off work for me and like physically dragged me to Hawaii because I just wouldn't book a holiday. Like I wouldn't do it. Like I, I was like, if I have holiday leave, I have like, I'm going wrestling. Like, and he was like, no, we're we're having an actual holiday. Like, like even our honeymoon. So (laughs) somehow I convinced my husband instead of having, like, a nice, delightful honeymoon, we'd take all that money that we had for our honeymoon and I would quit my job and we'd go to America for three months and be fucking poor professional wrestlers and I'd be able to build my brand. And, like, you also need to find very supportive people that understand, like, your craziness. Like, he's an independent wrestler, so he understands my craziness and he also understands that I'm at a certain level that, like, I could actually get to the next level if I keep hustling, like... So I'm not just wasting our money, but like it's, yeah, like if he didn't support me, I'd be fucked. <laughs> but like he's had to sacrifice just as much as I've had to sacrifice. Um, but it's all for the greater good. Hopefully one day it all pays off. And If it doesn't, like at least we had a good, good story, good time, good life, good journey.
1: Well, I, I think you you really nailed it on the head here. What would you rather have a nine to five office job where, yeah, you're making money, you're paying your bills and whatnot, but you're not happy, you're not fulfilled. And you're just, I, I've talked to a lot of creative people that say, I'm just existing. You know, I don't feel like I've really hit that stride that makes me who I am. And you're 100% right. Spend the money, do whatever you got to do. Some people are going to judge you. But you know what? The ones who judge you are the ones who also didn't have the, 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 gumption to go ahead and even try to do something on their own um it's it's normally the naysayers are the ones that say oh you shouldn't do that or that's too risky or whatever um and a lot of people also try to push their own sentiments onto you as if somehow you need saving like wait a minute (laughs) you might not realize this now but it's just like hey this is life do whatever you want
0: exactly like only you know what's right for you to do and look at if it's a mistake it's a mistake but that's you've still got to learn that mistake on your own like if you like i would 10 times like i would just like to i'd like to try and fail than to have never tried like that's i I just can't i can't live a life of what ifs like that's just not who i am
1: no i agree 100 percent um kind of talking about the whole shikara and the dojo with ring of honor and getting to know as many people as as you could and sitting in cars and the long rides and whatnot, who, who specifically, uh, if you want to name names really gave you some great advice, whether it was over a lunch or whether it was just sitting down or whether it was in a car, anything that stands out that you, you keep with you today and go, wow, such and such, that was pretty awesome. What they said.
0: Oh gosh. Um, there was just so, there's so many people, like, every, everyone has given me so many different little bits of pieces that I've, like, meshed together to make my own, like, ideas of what I want and what I'm doing. Um, I think, like, the, bit, like, I don't even know who, like, gave it to me, but, like, it was just, like, dress for the job you want, not the job you have, and I think that's, like, like I always, like, you know, it's the fake it till you make it. Like, that, yep. that's, like, the, like, I think that is the absolute number one best advice that I've ever gotten. Like, whatever opportunity you get, like, you might walk in there and be like, I am so freaking over my head and I have no idea what I'm doing that you have to, like, hide that and effing work and just be like, no, I belong here. This is where I'm supposed to be. I'm doing this. Like, I think that I don't even, I can't remember who told me that, but it was just like, it resonated with me. It was like this, like, you have to fake it till you make it, dress for the job you want, not the job you have. Like, and it's just like, just look like a star, act like a star. Don't be a dick. Right. Don't be like a dick star, but just you have to believe that you are there and you have to have that confidence in yourself. Like, it's just, and that's something like, I very much struggle. Like I have zero confidence in myself, but I I know I have to fake it when, when it's time to go. I know I have to pretend that I, that I have the slightest bit of confidence in myself.
1: (laughs) And I've noticed that's a lot with a lot of people in wrestling. They, I remember having conversations with Jerry Lynn and he would tell me, he'd say, Mike, he goes, I was so nervous to be in front of people. And Mikey Whipwreck would say, I was so nervous to get in front of people. And I was like, are you what? I was like, but this is your job. This is what you do. And you're known all over the world. And he goes, you have to understand just because we do something does not mean with that. We're the naturally over the top charismatic person that, you know, has never met a stranger in their life. That's not, that's not true. A lot of this stuff is, is a persona that we put on. And I actually talked to somebody in a band and he's the lead singer of a band. And he said, I am so low on my confidence, but when I put the makeup on and I start singing, he goes, I almost feel like I've taken my normal person and I've put them on the shelf for just a little bit. And I'm this other person that I can accept and that the audience accepts. So there's a lot of layers of psychology that go into this. And um, if you're naturally a more shy and reserved person, I can absolutely see where a business being over the top and work this camera, work that camera, cut a promo, do this, do that, work the crowd, that can get exhausting.
0: A hundred percent. It's a lot of, yeah. Like I, I don't think I've ever met a wrestler that is actually genuinely confident in themselves. Like aside from what they try to present to everyone else, like you can have confidence in yourself, but I, I think we all like tear ourselves down. We're all our own, biggest uh, critics. So we all like pick everything apart and it's just like, it's hard to be like, okay, no, I'm fine. I'm great. I, I belong here. I'm going to do this. And like, it's such a, yeah, it's such a hard thing to, to get over. And, but you just gotta, you just gotta freaking just gotta do it. You just, gotta, you just figure it out. And I don't know how, but figure it out.
1: <laughs> over the 18 years, um, do you remember the moment where things started to click for you, where they started to just, you felt like, okay, tonight that worked, that worked, that, and all of a sudden you started to get into a flow. Um, Do you feel like there was a certain moment or once again, is that maybe a situation of over the course of time, I started to feel that way, or that wasn't necessarily just one definitive moment?
0: I still don't feel like it works. I feel like there's still more. I still like, I'm st- I still like, tr- constantly trying to be better. Like, it's still like, I don't think I'm good enough yet. Like I need, I like, I think there's still things that I have to figure out and work. And so I'm constantly trying to figure that stuff out. Um, I think I had like, there was like a good run in like 2017 to 2018, where I was like, I had a good like groove and I was like, okay, this is kind of working, but like, it wasn't like I was never like oh yeah I'm like this is it like it was kind of like okay this is this is kind of working this is kind of working, but like this isn't gonna work forever because eventually people need you need to progress you need to do more you need to you constantly need to grow because like if anyone's watching you like regularly they're gonna see if you're doing the same thing over and over like they're gonna get shitty they're gonna get pissed off they're not gonna care so you just gotta keep you constantly got to keep evolving in wrestling. And I think that like, because the business keeps evolving. So you as a wrestler, as a person, as a persona, as a commodity or whatever, have to keep evolving yourself in as many ways as you can.
1: Would you say there's a particular style that works best for you? Cause we know obviously Shakara, um, you know, Orange Cassidy was there, Cole Cabana does that. And and there's, there. it's so fun and it's so entertaining. And then you have, obviously, over in New Japan, you have the strong style. Um, and then you have more of the athletic uh, Greco-Roman type of wrestling, which, like, a Cesaro um, does as well. Do you find that there's one in particular that you feel suits you the best? Or do you feel like you can kind of go in between all of those different genres?
0: I think I'm very bad at strong style. <laughs> I, 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 not that I'm bad. I just, I, I'm. I find it very, like, hard to be, like, serious. Um, but I can do it. But um, I think like what I my wrestling style is some somewhat of like, a like, I very much like grappling, like I enjoy chain wrestling, I enjoy grappling. Uh, but I my biggest thing in like, finding my wrestling style is making sure everything that I do is unique, because like, no one, you don't want to be a copy of someone else. Like you have to find stuff that's completely different to what everyone else is doing it's why I watch a lot of wrestling to make sure that one what I'm doing is on par with what everyone else is doing but also incredibly different because you have to you have to go with the trends of what's popular and what people are like the style of wrestling people are watching and what's getting over but you also have to make sure that you're not doing, like if everyone's doing German suplexes, I'm not going to do a fucking German suplex. Sorry, right. I also swear a lot because I'm Australian. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, uh, so, so like there's just like finding that like, um, you know, like finding your uniqueness and making sure that the stuff that you have is unique um, but also fits into whatever is the evolving style of professional wrestling that people are doing Um but I, I, my favorite thing to do is is literally just to, to grapple. But like I, I know that people don't really want to see me wrestle for like grapple for twenty minutes. But like if you do, guys, I'll. Uh, I mean, it won't be great, but it'll be fun for me because I will be having fun. But you guys, as fans, will probably not. But that's okay.
2: <laughs> well, seeing that you worked in Shimmer for you know a, a good amount of time, just looking down the names myself of the who's who of, you know, who you were. It's like, was there any chemistry there? Because a lot of these names went off to, to do bigger, big things. What was like the most chemistry you had with one of those women there? You're like, wow, everything clicked, you know, working them. The crowd was, oh it was good. You know, the match was great.
0: So two of my favorite matches that I've had in Shimmer where I had a match with Jenny in oh, I want to say 2018. Um, so and that was like so I've never I I never ask Zach for a match. Like I've never I've never been like Dave. Like I need to wrestle this person. Like I'm not that person. I'll just show up. You don't tell me what you want me to do, and I'll do it. But like I was like I need to wrestle Jenny. Like Dave. Like I do not care. Like I'm. Only, <laughs> I will t- I will Tonya Harding everyone in this <laughs> room if I have to. <laughs> like
1: I love I, that. I am
0: I am wrestling Ginny. <laughs> and he was like, okay, you can wrestle Ginny. I was like, good. <laughs> um and then we had a really good match. I just like I I just I loved her character and I loved like her persona and her like presence as a wrestler. And I was like I I'd watched her for years before that. Um, like, all through her, like, beginnings with progress, and I was, like, so excited that we were on the same show that I was, like, I just, I like, I need to. Um, and then I also had a really nice match, uh, really nice, really fun match, I think, um, with Thunder Rosa in, I want to say it was in 2019. Um, it was our second time that we'd wrestled, um, but it was just something about that match just meshed really well um, that I really liked. Um, and my two favourite people to wrestle in Shimmer always are um, Kimberly and Nicole Savoy, um, who I just think are the most amazing wrestlers. The fact that Nicole Savoy is not on a freaking national TV show every week. is it, it blows my mind. I think she is so phenomenal and, so like, she is, like, most underrated, or what? It, I don't even know. I don't know if it's underrated because, like, we all know she's fantastic. Just like, give her money and put her on TV, please, everyone. <laughs> yeah, that's. <laughs> I'm
1: I'm always curious to to ask wrestlers what their thoughts are when it comes to putting a match together. So, you're, you're excited. Let's just take Jenny for example. You're gonna go ahead. You get the green light for the match. Is gonna happen. How do you sit down and say okay let's do x y and z? Are you a type of person who we've heard Randy Savage uh has this had this uh notepad and there was 90 or 95 steps and he would, you know, question his opponent and say hey number 71 what's it going to be? And are you that detail oriented or are you the type of person that says I'd like to do this, I'd like to do this, here's the finish, this is how we want to get there? everything else is just kind of play off the audience.
0: Um, it's more like, I don't know. I Like there's, there's planning. Like I like to make sure, cause I, I find planning is good because I like to tell a story. And so I like to make sure that the other person understands the story that I want to tell. Um, and that we agree on the story, because I think if you sometimes if you try to tell a story and you haven't previously discussed how this story is going to be told, um, there can be a lot of miscommunications and some weird stories can end up getting told, um, so <laughs> that don't make sense. So I I really love when you can like there's little bits in the match where like the at the end it froze back like there's like a story that's been told from the start to the end. Um, so I'm very big on. Figure out what you need to end on. Some people like to work backwards. I, I figure out what the end is, and then I work out how we're getting there. Um, but like, it's just yeah. Like I, you know, I ask what they want to do. What like, what are, what's your like, what are your ideas, and what do I do, and then figure it out and mesh it together, and figure out what story we're trying to tell, and hopefully the story makes sense to the fans, and that they get it, and they understand, and they're excited, and they're like, woo. Because I just like it when wrestling makes sense.
2: <laughs> well, bouncing back a little bit, uh, you know, when you said back in Australia, there's like, there was what, eight to ten, uh, 10 women for the whole continent. Uh, what was the, the thoughts of, you know, were you interested in possibly intergender wrestling? You know, because we had on a couple of weeks ago, Lufisto, and, you know, she, she didn't mind it. So, was there opportunities there, If you know, would that ever come up for you?
0: So, intergender wrestling in Australia was somewhat frowned upon, I would say, for, like, years. Like, just like I think it was over in America as well. Um, I think we, now we do intergender wrestling all the time. Like, now we just, like, into 2020, 2021, um, even before that, I think, probably from about, like, 2016, 17 onwards. Um, the company that I pr- primarily work for and train with has been pro intergender wrestling, um, and I think it's such a beneficial thing for, especially for all the girls that are coming up now, They get they get so much better so much quicker because they have this giant range of people to work with, whereas I, for the first seven years of my career, had, like, five people <laughs> and that was it and there's you can only like you can only grow so much like, working with people the same level as you and that's yep. like and you only learn so much at training that there's so much more you learn once you're in the ring on a show um so we didn't do much intergender wrestling back then um and i was somewhat frowned upon uh not frowned upon i don't know if i should say frowned upon but it was just it wasn't it wasn't seen as, uh, as a normal thing. So around, like, 2016, 2017, we started, like, slowly introducing it um, at a lot of our, like, local shows um, and sort of, you know, like, testing the waters and getting the fans used to it and, like, making it not, like, weak woman versus big strong man, like, there's like, two wrestlers and sort of introducing that. So now that we've gotten to a point, um, specifically at my home promotion, PWA, uh, where, like, there's just, like, the crowd doesn't see uh, anything different. Like, it's just, we're just both wrestlers. Like, I've I've wrestled in the main event for the PWA Heavyweight Championship. Uh, like, mo- most of our matches are intergender matches uh, because the focus is on making sure that the best professional wrestlers are booked and in the best professional wrestling matches that can be presented on the show rather than trying to fill a quota of, X amount of guys, X amount of girls, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, But I think intergender wrestling has just been so, so beneficial to this current generation of women coming up because they're just, they, they're so good, so quick. And it's, it's amazing. Like it's insane. It blows my mind.
1: When it comes to, to wrestling, um, how did you, and I know this is kind of like we said, we've been going back and forth, but how did you come up with, um, your character, how did that all kind of come to be? Because I've talked to several people and they've said, Well, it was a mixture of this, it was a mixture of that. Um, the name itself, um, you got to find something that is true to you, but also something that you feel like you can slide into really easily. So, how did Shaza really become you know, Chantel become Shaza? How did that transformation yeah. work?
0: Um, so. The name uh, wasn't my choice. Didn't I hated the name? Uh, absolutely hated it. It's some pun on some Australian movie. I don't know, uh, but the word, the name, the name Shazer is a very like um, Australian. Like it's a bogan word, which bogan is like redneck. Like it's very like Shazza, I not like it's. It's not a great word. It's not. It's not like an insult. It's just not like a nice name. Um, right. So I was very, very against it. Like, I was very like, no, do not want to do it. Now, years, years, years later, I love the name Shazza because I'm the only Shazza. Like, yes. you, like if someone says, hey, like, Shazza's on the show, you know it's me. Like, there's no confusion. It's not, hey, Jess is on the show. Who, what, what Jess? Like, it's is on the show. We know who's on the show. Like, it's fine. Like, and so I love it now but it took it took a while for me to to come around to that um the character itself um so i my original coaches uh, coach wanted me to be i think more of like a red i it's bogan but redneck is like bogan is like australian version of redneck um, right so, so I like i'm trying to explain it in a way that makes sense to you guys um so they wanted me i think more of a bogan um character but i I just wanted to be a cheerleader uh, because cheerleading's not a thing in Australia. We don't have cheerleaders. We don't have like national cheerleading conferences. And my whole wow. life, I watched like bring it on and I wanted to be a freaking cheerleader. Cause I was like, hell yeah, that looks so much fun. And I could never be a cheerleader.
1: Nothing um, in high school or. No,
0: no, we don't. Do, yeah. We just don't do it. It's, it's not a thing here. There's no cheerleaders. Like we have like the like big football, like dancing cheerleaders, like, but not like, cheerleaders, like, I don't know. I don't even know how to do it. Like, give me an a give me <laughs> A, like, not, 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 none of that stuff. That's something Wow.
1: Exist. Okay. Yeah. I,
0: yeah. Or if it does, it's like very like hard to find and like not popular, like it's not a thing. Um, but yeah, I wanted to be a cheerleader. So I, I just decided I was a cheerleader um, despite being no reason that I was a cheerleader. I just wanted to be a cheerleader. Um, but over the years, it progressed, and um, and it progressed into this uh, idea of like, it was it was really just like it's the lamest thing to say. It's just me with the volume turned up. <laughs> uh, but like it like it really did. It's just me in the ring, but like, exuding my love and my happiness and my heart for wrestling, and that's where the the whole the name hardcore came from a fan actually um dm'd me i already had hearts on my like gear because i felt felt that that like represented uh, me because i was like i always put my whole heart into everything that i do mm-hmm. um, and then some fan was like oh i have this idea of like uh, for this name hardcore like hardcore but hardcore and i was like that's i'll give it a try like and then i just ran with it and um it got over and i did that and then now recently i've Turned evil and I have broken my heart. Um, and so now I'm the heartbreaker because it's like heartbreaker, but like heartbreaker, it's just, it's funny to me. um but the whole, it's, I'm just, I don't know. And then so it's just, and now I'm just trying to like see this other, like, because it, it's also still a side of me. Um, it's just the side of me that had all her hopes and dreams crushed and destroyed by a global pandemic, and now I'm pissed off. Um, so then trying to like express that emotion through my wrestling instead of my happy emotion. But I'm still happy. I don't know. It is what it is.
1: <laughs> do, you, do you find that it's also fun to be a heel? I mean, obviously being a babyface is something that... It seems like it works for, for certain people, but do you also feel like, oh, it's so fun if I can be just a little dastardly? You know what I mean?
0: It's. I feel like I'm still trying to I get back into, like, I've been a, I've been a heel before and, like, for a few years. And then I've been, like, but now I've been. Oh, sorry.
2: Told you, Freeland. She I, didn't want. She didn't want to be on here. She didn't want. Oh my goodness. Well, well I am so <laughs> glad that we found out. Australia is the country without cheer. I, you know what? That surprises me. It
1: really, really does. It surprises me because I guess you become so used to certain things that in your own country becoming a staple that you're like, oh, this is always going to be this way, or this is the way everyone sees something. But it's so refreshing to talk to other people where they say, no, that's really not the universal thing. Uh, you know, I know they are big, I believe, in rugby and cricket uh, over in Australia, so we can confirm that as well. Guys, if you're joining us right now, we're just having a slight technical difficulty. Um, oh. Here we I- go. Here we go.
0: Oh. Oh my we God. thought you had know.
1: enough of us and said, "You know oh. what? Forget this. We're out." Hey, hey, she lasted fifty-five minutes longer than I thought. I was gonna yeah. say you have done That's amazing.
0: <laughs> New world record. No, <laughs> I, I don't even remember what I was rambling about before, but I was definitely rambling. Well,
2: you, you, you were talking about Australia, the land without cheer.
0: Yeah, um, it's, it's very upsetting. I just want to be a cheerleader, like. I don't think I'm asking too much.
2: No, I, mean, now, I don't.
0: Like, I don't think I could be a cheerleader now. Like, I think it's something you need to, like, train your body to do as from, like, a very young age. I think if I tried to be a cheerleader now, I would hurt myself a lot. Um, <laughs> but, like, you know, it would have been nice. Just want to be a cheerleader. Just want to be, like, bring it on.
1: Just like the movie. Yep. Exactly. Um, let me ask you this. This will be our uh, my my last wrestling question here for you, but... Uh, bucket list. Um, I mean, you're so young, but I mean, what is your list of people who you would say before my career is over? I definitely want to work with X, Y, Z, A, B, C. Who who might be on that list?
2: And, and please uh, take us off. Take us off the list. You, okay, you're already sorry, you're you're sorry. already here.
0: I am already here. This is true. I'll uh, I've got to edit my list now. <laughs> um, so the number one for me is probably uh serena deep and diana Perazzo. um i've had like a triple threat with diana uh before she went to WWE, but like we've never had a singles and i just oh i think we could i think we could have a banger um and serena deep like for years that just wasn't an op like i was like now that that's an option again like she's back like hell yes please please that's like the coolest thing ever Um, So those two are, like, my two, like, please, that's all I want. Um, But there's there's a Like, my ultimate bucket list is Charlotte, but I also know that's never going to happen. But Charlotte is, like, the best wrestler in the history of the world, like, and I love her, and I am am team queen all day, every day.
1: Well, you can't say never because what happens in the near future when you're headlining WrestleMania and – I'm, t- I'm calling it right now. You will be in WrestleMania wrestling Charlotte. Timestamp this right now because you know I'm- what? Everything is possible.
0: Everything. And yes. never
2: say never. Uh, okay. I'm going to have to apologize because he's just setting you up. Once that happens, you're going to get a message in your DM that says, hey, I want tickets.
1: No, it's not going <laughs> to be that. So oh. would you stop it? That's not accurate. I the oh, no, low, this. low. Once you become WWE champion, I do, I I all I would ask is for one autographed action figure.
0: That's all I'm saying. That's and that's fair. That's a reasonable request. He's, see? Reasonable.
1: My my tag team partner here just seems to have an issue with me seeming to be a mooch or something like that. That's a phrase in the United States for somebody who looks for free stuff.
0: Yes. Yes, I understand what mooch mooching is. You yeah, <laughs>
1: I, I I am the epitome of that, but it's funny you mentioned Serena Deep because I am a huge fan of Serena Deep. And when she started working on Dynamite, um, I really, really liked her work. And she's also, I believe, a gosh, I want to say like a personal fitness instructor as well,
0: the yoga instructor,
1: yoga instructor. Yeah, and like she is in ridiculous shape, but then she came on and she had this slightly mean streak. And she ate the lunch of everybody who got in her way. She just done. I'm done with you. And she just and I was like, oh, Serena,
2: I love it.
1: You you are getting so mean. I love the me. I love the meanness. But she, honest to God, is probably one of the physically just gifted people I've had the chance to watch
0: she's so so amazing like i've always been a fan like i'm lucky that i like got to share some car rides with her at shimmer like many years ago and like it's just always been a dream match and like the fact that she's back and she's wrestling again is just <sighs> It's makes me so happy because she's so clear. Like the fact that they, the WWE were like, nah, you're not a wrestler and put her in a coaching job when she gets so much. I'm like, Oh my God. It's just, she's so good. Yeah. That's yeah. Well,
1: you yeah. know what? Some, sometimes people, and I will say this for your part, sometimes companies can't see what they've got right under their nose. And you know what? It's going to come back to bite them in the tush because when they do decide to come back and see ya.
2: Money talks. Money, money. That's right. Money, money, money. <laughs> uh, well, one of one of my biggest things I always wondered was how do you take one of and at the time, one of the biggest indie draws, Sarah Del Rey, and put her in a coaching role? Like th- that, yeah. To this day, that baffles me.
0: But with that said, like I feel I get the impression that Sarah's happy and that she's like happier doing that and not. On the road, traveling every week before, like I like I I get the idea that the impression that she's happier with that because I don't know that's just the impression I get. I don't know. I haven't, talk, I, haven't I haven't. had any in depth conversations with her. So please don't <laughs> take. Yeah. But it was it was still wild. Like it, signing Sarah Del Rey at that time when she was still like at the top, mm-hmm. and being like, like I understand maybe like using her for a little bit and then putting her into a coaching role. Cause I, I, she genuinely is obviously such a great coach and has done so much to help the women within uh, WWE. So uh, like, I think they've done, they've made a smart decision there, but yeah, I also not using her as a performer is wild.
1: (laughs) So kind of moving away from wrestling here, something just about you. Um, Favorite movie, do you got a favorite movie, the one that you just will put on over and over and it never gets old, you just enjoy sitting back and watching?
0: I think, so my answer to this used to be Empire Records, but I think over the years, my favorite movie has become Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Oh, wow. That's a good one that I can just kind of watch like over and over and over and over again and like... Just never get like it's always it's still funny all the time, and it's just yeah, I just think it's a good good laugh.
1: You have the ability to go out to any restaurant. Where are you going and what are you ordering?
0: I'm going to Denny's um, because
1: whoa, whoa, uh, whoa, what, Denny's?
0: We don't have Denny's in Australia. I love. yeah, Denny's. we have
1: Denny's. Denny's, and we don't go to it. <laughs> I wow love
0: Denny's. I you're Denny's. gonna need
1: to explain. Denny's. We just,
0: we don't have Denny Like, it's we don't. Okay. So in Australia, you finish wrestling, show finishes at 10, 11 o'clock at night, get on the road, want to get something to eat. You know what's open? McDonald's. That's it. It's the only thing. There's literally nothing. We do not have diners. We do not have freaking any KFC isn't open at midnight, like nothing. Like, the only thing I can eat is McDonald's. In America, I finish a show and I go, I want to go eat. I go to Denny's. I sit down. I have a meal, yeah. I have a drink. It's delightful. It is just the happiness. It's just, oh, it's everything I could ever want. Um, so Denny's, and I love breakfast food. So it's Denny's and like freaking some sort of Grand Slam freaking or a Fit Slam or just maybe some uh, like Moon Over My Hammies thing or whatever it is, like, oh, just all the food, please.
1: You know what, Rit? I think we we have a problem. We can't appreciate what we have in our own country. You know what I mean? If I was going to take my wife out to dinner and I said, honey, I tell you what, big date night tonight, you know where we're going? Denny's. Denny's. I think I might not get off the ground. I think I might be dropped hard with a left, right. I love it. But you know what? It's different. I mean, I love breakfast food. I I as well love breakfast food at any time of the day.
0: Yes, exactly. (laughs) So
1: I can respect that completely. Um... Hobbies. What what are some things you're not wrestling? You just like, you know what? Uh, Sudoku. I know that's a big thing if I'm saying that right. Sudoku. My, my mom says. She goes, you playing the Sudoku? I'm like, no, mom. I don't know numbers very well. Uh Crossword puzzles. um, I don't know. What's another thing? Um for Being guest on podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Guest on pos- yeah, getting <laughs> interviewed. What do, you, what do you like to do for fun just to kind of take your mind away from everything?
0: I mean, did, like... Working out is my only other like hobby. Like, I don't know if that counts. Like, no, that's that's good, but yeah. Like, I like I work out every day, like, especially now that I'm in lockdown. It's literally the only thing that's keeping me sane is that every day I go, Okay, well, I have one thing to do today. Um, I have to go work out. Like, I just have to get up, get off my ass, and do my workout um so like it keeps me sane and then other than that um just reading like really scary stories on reddit and then ruining my life and not being able to sleep so that's good yeah big fan of that big fan of going down the like the true crime reddits you know that's yeah if you want to never sleep again (laughs) (laughs) it's good for you
1: um what was the last thing you watched on netflix
0: oh gosh what did I watch on Netflix? Oh, um, becoming a god uh, in Central Florida or whatever it's called. It's the TV show. It's like one season, ten episodes. Um, Kristen Dunst is in it. Uh, freaking hilarious. Loved it. I just randomly put it on, and I was, and I, and then I like literally stayed up till three a.m. and watched the whole um, season in one go because I was just like, this is. And then I also, at like midnight, realized that I didn't have anywhere to go the next day because I'm in lockdown. So <laughs> I was like, oh, I can just finish this. I don't have to turn this off and watch it again tomorrow. <laughs> what,
1: what is a Vegemite sandwich? It's,
0: it's a Vegemite sandwich. I have <laughs> no
1: idea what that is. Um, I'm a school teacher by, by, by my day shift. And I taught preschool. Uh, for four and a half years now, I'm teaching middle school, high school. However, one of my students would come in with a Vegemite sandwich. And I knew nothing about that except for the song that was in it. Um, I come from the land down under. <laughs> and that's one of the lines in the song. So how yes, would you is. how would you describe a Vegemite sandwich to somebody who has no concept of what that may be? Uh, well,
0: Vegemite is a spread. Like, Vegemite is... It's like, I think, like a ham, like,
1: like a ham salad or a ham spread or No, an like screen.
0: yeah, like uh, yeah, like like I could go like, get. I have Vegemite in my my cupboard. I could physically show you a jar of Vegemite. Like, go get some Vegemite. Like, okay, give me I some...
1: want to see this. I'm I'm sorry. I don't mean to be telling this. Uh, this is fantastic. An international wrestling superstar, and I'm asking her to go into her pantry. I got to see this. I,
2: I, I, if I I'm thinking it's kind of like a spread, like hummus. We're gonna ask her are Okay. What
1: are we
0: asking?
1: The writ just said, "Is it like a hummus?" No. Do, do you have let's, hummus?
0: No. This way, yes, we have hummus. Okay. This that, is Vegemite.
1: Oh my god, that looks like that looks like something medical.
0: <laughs>
1: do you have just, a sore shoulder? Rub some Vegemite on it. It's okay, just
0: let's like like like, na- I, like Nutella. Don't tell my husband that I've just put my finger into the Vegemite.
1: No, I, that. What are the ingredients of Vegemite? Um, is it literally vegetables?
0: No, it's like yeast es- extract. Yeah, yeast extract, salt, malt, yeast, salt, and malt. Okay, okay. I
1: mean, okay. <laughs> I'm kind of a porky guy, and I'm going to tell you right now, I eat a lot. I don't know if I necessarily would try Vegemite. What, is it ta- what does it taste like?
0: It's very, like, um, very salty. <laughs> very salty. It's a very it's an acquired taste. Like we grow up on it in Australia. Like you eat it from when you're a child. But like if you were an American, you probably wouldn't like it. You have you, the best way to eat it is to do Vegemite toast. Is this, this is how I prefer my Vegemite. Vegemite toast. So you get your toast. You put a little bit of butter, and then you put your Vegemite, and there's a nice little mix in there. So we also do cheesy mite. So you like sometimes you put cheese on top of the Vegemite. As well, Whoa. like a bit of melted cheese. Into that's, it's just, it's, I don't know how to explain it, but it's just a, it's a spread. It's pretty delicious. I like, my favorite way of eating it is with avocado. Oh, I don't know where this camera works. See, they have a picture of you having toast with Vegemite and then wow. avocado. Why delicious.
1: Not? I know. It, you just sold me on that. I may have to go <laughs> to our international food store and get me. Do they have smaller containers? I don't think I want to go. Oh, yeah, go- yeah. I don't want to go all in right now. I want to just sample.
0: They probably have like little mini ones. Um, But yeah, no, give it a try. Don't like, don't have like a scoop full (laughs) because that will like, it's a shock to your system. Like you need to like have a little bit um, if you've never had it before. Um, But yeah, I recommend it with butter. With butter. Yeah.
2: In America, we, we drown everything in butter.
0: Well, yes, true.
2: <laughs> just do what she did. Open the jar, just dab your finger in, try it, you know, every now and then. Do you think they'd say something at the store?
0: <laughs> well, not no, I mean uh, at don't, the don't store. Know. Oh, not
1: at the store. Oh, okay. After I bring it home.
0: Oh, once just... you've purchased it, once you've paid for it.
1: I don't want this. I don't, want, I don't, I don't like <laughs> I've, it. I've
0: tried it. No, not for me. Not So fan. <laughs> is
1: that the equivalent to our peanut butter and jelly, I would imagine? Yeah,
0: probably. Like, Have you had pretty...
1: PBJ?
0: Um. Yes, I don't find it as exciting as you guys do. Like I love peanut butter and I love what we call je- what you what you call jelly we call jam and what okay. you call gel- jello we call jelly. Um, so uh,
1: my mind is being blown <laughs> right now.
0: Yeah, so PB&J P, like I like both things separately. I'm I don't know, like I mean it's fine together. It's just not it doesn't blow my mind like
1: Interesting. Um, Favorite dessert, if you could indulge in anything. You're telling the husband, hey, there's the car keys. You're coming back, but you got to bring this. What is it?
0: Um, It's uh, fish food, uh, Ben & Jerry's fish food.
1: Oh, thank God you qualified that for a second. Holy crap.
0: (laughs) I'll have
1: some fish
2: food.
0: Fish food. With my Uh, Vegemite. Ben Ben & Jerry's fish food is like, well, ice cream in general. Like, I'm not... I'm not particular in my ice creams, ice cream in general, but that is my favorite ice cream. So like if we had to narrow it down, it would be fish food.
2: Have you ever tried Halo Top ice cream?
0: Yeah, yeah. I like, I don't hate it, but like if I'm eating ice cream.
1: You want the real deal.
0: I want ice cream. Like yeah.
1: oh, I'm now, not, a, now, not a big
0: fan of substitutes. Just, just give me the shit that I want.
2: That's right. <laughs> okay. Here's, a, here's another question. Oh, God, no, don't
1: don't say this. No, 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 I'm not asking that question yet. No, no, but I know you're asking the Halo question, and I know where you're
2: going to go with this, because you're going to make me sound like I'm a little... All right, go ahead and ask it. Okay, when you turn the back of, of the Halo Top ice cream, and it says three servings, and you're dieting, do you actually break it down to three servings, or do you just go and eat the whole thing at once?
0: No, I would put the entire tub into my... Um, that diet. is my woman right there. Yeah. See, okay. like, you know, I don't understand. It. I mean, I just don't understand self-control, um, <laughs> but I don't understand not like eating, like, uh, just, just give me the whole thing. I just,
1: just want to eat mean, it. There's only like, what, there, okay. I want to say in the whole thing of halo is like 340 calories. So yeah, here's my, here's my whole
0: thing. Eat the whole damn thing. What the hell's the matter? It's 340 calories. Just- Just replace some snack or whatever you were going to eat that day with a tub of ice cream.
2: Just switch it out. That's all you got to do. Just switch
0: it out. Just replace 340 calories that were going to go somewhere else to the tub of ice cream.
2: I'm so disappointed
1: in you. I'm so (laughs) happy with her. This is an intelligent woman right here.
2: This is the only, the second time ever the guest decided with him.
1: Well, this is probably the best guest we've ever had too, so... And we've had a lot of people. You, my friend, <laughs> WrestleMania, best guest ever. I could go on, but the RIT has another question:
2: the say all, ask all, tell all question. Holy Hot tub time machine. You can go back. I don't know throughout all history to a any wrestling. match, a wrestling match.
1: Okay. When you say history,
2: that's like Jesus. Yeah, to
1: now. Like- that's like that's
2: like well, well Land before can, time, dinosaurs. If you can pick, you know. The the WrestleMania match T Rex versus Triceratops, and you were there and you seen it. Go ahead, but any match you want, you take somebody out, insert yourself in to compete. What match would it be? What do we got? And why? I feel
0: like I would, but I would ruin the match.
2: We had somebody else say that,
1: and I see see, that's too critical. That's too critical yourself. You, You you are really good. Put yourself in there and kick some ass.
0: Okay, I will replace Sasha in Sasha Bailey uh, Brooklyn.
1: Wow! Wow!
0: I think it's a good.
1: Drop the mic on that one. That was really good.
2: That was a good pick. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. And she she's not afraid to take <laughs> to take the the uh, one two three either.
0: No, no. I still, I still want to put Bailey over. Yeah. You, you, you do the job? Of course. Okay. I love, I love my Pam Bam. Love Pam Bam. She's a superstar.
1: One thing Jerry Lynn has always told me. He said, you know what, Mike? Pin me, pay me. Because exactly. losing does not necessarily mean people aren't going to like you. Or, exactly. or that you lost something. You could actually gain something by something like that. You have been an absolute treasure to speak with. This was so much fun, and I feel so bad that we took so much more of the time than we had originally asked for, but.
0: That's okay. It means that I'm gonna work out and uh, listen to a press conference about how my country's going to shit. You know, some good times.
1: I I listen to Sky News all the time.
0: Oh. I, 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 right now, my life is just waiting for press conferences. And I'm like, ho ho, what is, what is the government <laughs> going to say today? <laughs> and then I get really excited and I read them, like, I get like excited on like the like TV like comments, like, because I watch on my phone. Right. We're doing all the comments. I'm like, ah, we're evil. And it's bad. I'm, I'm losing my mind.
1: Oh, this whole thing needs to end. and We need to go back to normalcy.
0: Yes, exactly.
1: Well, I tell you what, it has been so much fun. Where can people find you uh, as far as merchandise, websites? um, Where are you going to be in, you know, where people can hit you up, request interviews, all that kind of stuff? Go ahead and tell everybody.
0: Uh, My Twitter and Instagram are at Shazza underscore Mackenzie. The best way to support me, like 100% best way to support me, really appreciate it, is if you subscribe to my Patreon which is patreon.com forward slash Shazam McKenzie. Uh, have lots of new photo shoots going up there. I do weekly live streams. Um, I just put up lots of random shit, I guess, like every day because I'm bored. There's, yeah, it's fun. I don't know. I'm a weirdo. Um, <laughs> then uh, also if you want to buy my merch, uh, t-shirts. I got pro wrestling forward slash Shaz McKenzie. Uh, big Cartel for eight by tens and stuff like that. So ShazMcKenzie dot uh, And if you want to hit me up, you can email me BookShazza at Hotmail.com. Uh, and that's about it.
1: Is there is there any chance we could twist your arm to come back and chat again sometime?
0: I mean, yeah, probably. <laughs> See, <laughs> yeah, hey, yeah.
1: this is great. We'll we'll look at the rest <laughs> of your refrigerator at that point. You know.
0: Oh. Yes, we'll do a whole whole.
1: It'll be all a whole food episode. What happened? You booted her. I didn't touch anything.
2: No, I, I'm, I'm guessing either a her her Wi-Fi went down, b her phone went dead, or c she was just tired of us. Well, I tell you what. That, what a way to go! I tell you what she said.
1: <laughs> she said, "You know what? This is some I shit."
2: Know. I don't understand what. Hey. <laughs> She, that's, you, you are a gun for punishment. You keep coming back, and I you, love this. I,
0: I, <laughs> I feel bad.
1: Don't feel bad. We No, we don't, don't feel bad. Happened. We I, Okay, for anybody who doesn't realize this, I, I was talking to our guest for like three or four minutes here, and I didn't even hit the go live button. So you know what? I was the big douche. You, you're fine. Don't worry about it. I'm supposed to know what I'm doing over here, and I'm just sitting here. So,
0: uh-huh. but it,
1: it has been fun. Thank you so very much. We wish you the absolute best. Hopefully things will get back to normal and we will definitely reach back out to you down the road.
0: Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me.
1: You got it. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. 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 Shazza McKenzie. That's awesome. She is so, she was so easy to talk to.
2: Putting up with us, she has to be.
1: Well, that's true. Tell you what. She's probably, she's, she's probably going to look back when she talked about regrets in life. She's like, my
2: God, why did I agree to those guys? The, oh. she, she, she's done on the phone right now. Mom. Yeah. Hey, remember that Jericho podcast I did? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I just did another one. Nothing like that one. <laughs> Not even close. <laughs> uh, These guys man. were
1: very Bogan. We were, they, were very
2: Bogan. They didn't even re- press record button. <laughs> <laughs> Jericho has a guy to press the form. <laughs> <laughs> they don't even know how to
1: work the controls. What a bunch of schmoes. She is a lovely person, and I so hope this shit show of a pandemic officially ends. This whole, well, there's a Delta strand, and there's a this. Str- Listen, folks, here's the deal. This is my own opinion. This is not the opinion of our own Material. This is not the opinion of Mikey, Jerry, or The writ or anybody. You got to live life. Okay. We cannot continue to be running scared of something. You want to get vaccinated? Go ahead and get it. If you don't want to, that's okay too. We all live a life that we all have choices to make, but we can't just sit in our houses and do nothing. Time is getting away from us. People are missing out on interactions with family members. Be safe. Be careful. You know the right thing to do. And, uh, We need to trust the people to do the right thing and not have these very high, influential, well-paid politicians telling us what we do and what we can't do. So that's my little public service announcement. I hope Australia hears this um, and just let people go back to living their lives.
2: And this is uh, brought to you by the letters M. (laughs) (laughs) The The number five in the color blue. Oh, oh, not blue. Green.
1: Oh, that's right. Green. Is green your favorite color?
2: No, blue is. But green oh. is the green zone.
1: Oh, that's right.
2: Ooh. The butt.
1: Nice little tie-in right there. I wonder how the butt would, would rate our behavior in this
2: interview on his, uh, in his office. I'm very We're curious. About, uh, well, maybe. Freeland, if you're not busy, I'm going to invite you. We can continue this conversation over on the Call to Beardo. Wow, there's a Call to Beardo show? Where do I go to sign up? Ah, uh, well, if I wasn't here right now, you could rate us.
1: <laughs> oh my God. Why? Why do we... Okay, I'm going to say this also. This whole rage shit, okay, it sounds great, doesn't it? It's like, no, oh. it, happened. it happened. No, I know. I understand it happened, Rit. Here's, here's my point. The whole raid concept, right? I'm the I'm the guy who's always on the hook for having to type the shit in the computer, and then when it doesn't work out, everybody looks at me. I get a bunch of DMs from people going, "Don't you know?" To ra-? So from here on out, you're the raid guy.
2: Okay. You have the same control access that I do. I do. So you're right. saying I could have pressed record? Well, yes, I am. Mm-hmm. I. I didn't even look up because you always take care of all that. Yeah, I do. Didn't do it well this time.
1: But let's get back to, to, to Shazza really quickly. She was a lot of fun. Um, please support her, Pro Wrestling Tees. Um, I'm going to go ahead and, and put her links up on our FRM Twitter uh, page. So the Big Cartel link, the Pro Wrestling Tees link as well to follow her and her Patreon as well. So help her out during this crazy time that we call 2020-2021.
2: Man, and and just looking over at her career, you know, skimming through, mm-hmm. she's got to be next. She is. She's got to be one of the next top five next because she's wrestled everybody that, that that's already moved up. There's, no, there's nothing... I can't say there's nothing else left for her to do because there's a lot left for her to do on the indies. Yes. But she... She's got to be next to get that phone call. You know, as talented as she is and amazing as she is, you know, it's her time. It's coming soon.
1: I may have to say something to somebody. You're not going to pull strings, are you? I'm not. Hey, I'm not saying anything. I'm just, I might just have to say something to somebody. And that somebody could be anybody. But I'm just saying. And I if liked- you're listening. I like to see good people succeed. And if you're listening, check her out. You have to. Yes, by all means. Um, She has a lot of videos of her matches and a great interview with uh, Alicia Atute on YouTube. So if you want to catch up on her matches, if you want to see other interviews she's done, I highly recommend going on to YouTube, checking that out, along with all the other stuff that she has going on on her social media.
2: Me personally, uh, I've got to check out the Chris Jericho interview now so I can find out, you know, how we how we are as uh, I'm going to have to get Jericho on here and then
1: we're going to have to have Jericho interview give us. us? A, give a critique. Yeah. Give a critique. You know what? I am going to say this right now. Danny Daniels and Trent Zeberry, Let's get her over to the United States and let's get her an A.W. That's what I think
2: really would you be willing to chip in the plane ticket? I can make a phone call <laughs> right now. <laughs> uh, what uh. do you say? Why do
1: you make that comment? Like, would you like to chip it? Like, why is it a situation if we were going in on buying a gift for somebody, right? And like, oh yeah, oh, oh, Butt says I'll give some. Savage says I'll give some. Uh, Anton says I'll give some. And then you get to me, and then you give me that shit-eating grin, like, uh. Uh, you think you could, I could chip in. Why, why do you think that I'm the guy who's going to sneak out the back door without paying to the receipt for the bill
2: for the restaurant?
1: I'm not that guy.
2: I'm just saying because I've talked to Megs and she says you kind of have alligator arms.
1: You know what she once called me? She called me Steve Buscemi from Reservoir Dogs. She called me Mr. Pink. Now, if you know what that reference is—the diner in one of the opening scenes of Reservoir Dogs—that's saying a lot. I digress.
2: You shouldn't have said that live on the air, because you know the crew is going to take that opening scene and put your face there. They're gonna put my like they put my face on that guy taking a deuce in
1: the bathroom stall. I think like, that was oh, Mikey. Well, shame, shame. Everybody knows your name, Mikey. Poor guy trying to trying to use the John. And these two guys are—they're they're fighting like they're in UFC. They're like grappling, and they're pressed against the wall. And the guy's trying to—he's trying to use the Johnny Kamad. and not working.
2: Trying to take the Browns to the Super Bowl. That's <laughs>
1: wow. Was not expecting that. Was not expecting that. Anyway. Um, anything else we want to talk about here on this special edition of FRM Thursday
2: night bonus episode? Nothing that I can really think of there, Freeland. Do we want to give them uh, the guests for next week? You know what?
1: Because people have tuned into this episode, the loyal people who've tuned into this, and I love you all. Let's give them a sneak peek, the people who decided to show up tonight. Ooh, ooh. Ooh, By the way, I don't have my book next to me, so...
2: You don't need to. Next week, we'll start with Future Stars Now. Future Stars Now. We're having uh,
1: Trevor Outlaw. Trevor Outlaw will be on the show. Check From- him out before Tuesday night, YouTube, all the right social media places. I'm excited about that one.
2: And if you're excited for him, wait till you hit 9 o'clock hour. FRM pod. 9 o'clock. The newly signed to MLW, one half of LAX
1: Danny Limelight. Danny Limelight is going to be on FRM next week. Can you believe
2: that? man I can't wait it's gonna be hot hot hot
1: I mean the summer lineup just keeps getting better and better with our own material so
2: check what? us out that's just Tuesday next Thursday special hour eight o'clock
1: another FS- special episode are you telling me another special episode on Thursday night FSN FSN FSN? An FSN bonus show? Who's on the show?
2: Misa Kate. Misa Kate. Wow. It, it just... I could, I could keep flipping. Oh, The, the week after, we've got... Tune in next week and we'll tell you who we got. Oh, I'm not telling you now. You wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold
1: on with that. If you're going to do a dramatic... And then the week after... You... You didn't give enough of a delay. <laughs> you were just next week. Ah, oh, go fuck yourself. You're not going to know till next week.
2: Fre- Freeland, do you know who we have in two weeks? Yeah, I. It doesn't matter who you have two weeks from now, it matters who we have next week. I've always wanted to do that.
1: And I had to be the one you did it on?
2: Freeland, I do you
1: whenever you want me to. You know, with that being said, folks, this has been a great episode of FRM Thursday night. Please, by all means, follow us on all social media platforms. Follow the RIT. What is your Twitter handle?
2: Underscore the underscore RIT with two T's. You need to get rid of that underscore stuff. That's crap.
1: If you want to follow me, I am just simply at Mike Freeland. You know how easy that is? You could just be at Josh
2: Ritter. No, I can't. why, Why can't you? There is a country singer with my name. Okay, I wasn't aware of that.
1: I don't listen to country music. Neither do I. Well, that be be the Josh Ritter.
2: No, I'm the Red. Huh. So know know your role and close the show. Head on over to call to Beardo. Call to Beardo. Go over there right now. We'll
1: be over there probably what in the next couple minutes. Give me you. Give me a minute. <laughs> We can't Dude. even we can't even tell people where to go. <laughs> what what time right now? It's 9:31 Eastern Standard. How much time to tell them to
2: go to Culto 9 9:33. It will be live. Well, I have
1: to go to the bathroom.
2: Okay. And you know what? Hey, we got the show opener. That's 4 minutes there. Then we're going to bring on our special guest.
1: I take time. All right. I'm just going to have some coffee. It usually helps the process move along quicker. We'll see you over there, guys.